Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Good morning, everybody. Five minutes past the hour. It is the start of the morning show with Preston Scott, Scott for another week. February the 6th. It is Monday. Program 3523. Over there, a grouchy, grumpy, I mean, he plays two of the seven dwarfs all by himself. Grouchy, grumpy himself. No, I got sleepy down, too. David Allen, three of them. Uh, and uh, and then Ryan Carter over there as well. But uh, good morning, everybody. Hope you had a good day, good weekend. He is the, uh, he's rappy dwarf. Is that it? Yeah, I came in this morning, and he's in here rapping. I said, yeah, the last thing I needed to hear was you rapping this morning. I was feeling ASAP, that's all. ASAP Rocky, you can move along now. It's not a, it's not of any importance. Okay. Uh big people were wondering what was gonna happen at the end if New England were to win it and they found a way to win it. This is your fifth under your leadership, Coach Belichick and Tom Brady. What an unbelievable achievement for your organization. Roger Goodell to the booze, the chorus of booze of New England fans. Um, here's what I'll say about the game. Lots of records set. Uh, I've never been a Tom Brady hater like some people. Um, I don't think he's the most skilled quarterback. He's just the best. He's the best who have played the game and get to the big games. He's been given the opportunity to play in a lot of big games because of uh, his skills and, and his head coach, Bill Belichick. But uh, here's what I'll say about the game that'll really anger Patriots fans, and you'll think I'm a hater. I'm not. I'm just not. I'm okay that they won. It's fine. I thought Atlanta would win, and by all accounts, they probably should have if you if you just analyze the game. But uh, but no game should be determined by luck, and that game was determined by luck. We're not talking about bounces on the field, but you don't play a Super Bowl. You don't play a football game and have it end on a coin toss, and a coin toss determined the winner of that game. And it shouldn't happen. It just should not happen. Uh, that coin toss is totally different than the coin toss that starts the game because both teams uh, get the football. Uh, both teams do not get the football in overtime uh, if the first team scores. And that's just luck determined the outcome. I completely disagree. That's okay. You're allowed to be wrong. Uh, it, it's it 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 I, is. I don't I don't think I was finished, but no, yeah, you are for right now. We can talk about it later. Uh, it it, it you don't if the, if the coin bounces the other way, Atlanta gets the football first, and if they score, and they won't score, you don't you have no way. That's a that's a ridiculous statement. They it's, didn't it score is, the entire it second is half. It's a ridiculous statement because you can't prove that. No, I cannot prove that. Thank you. The bottom line is you don't take a quality sporting event, and and it was the tale of two halves. Atlanta dominated the first half, failed to make any adjustments on their offense, anticipating what New England would do to to, to adjust to them in the second half. Um, I would I would chalk it up as youthful coaches on that side of the ball, the, on on the Atlanta side rather. They just didn't adjust as well. New England earned that game, but 
they benefited by luck. Uh, and I, I, I have long look. This isn't a new thing for me. I have long believed the NFL overtime rules were wrong. They need to be made fair. Uh, you don't play sixty minutes of football end in a tie and then just arbitrarily give one football give give the football to one team. That's just not right. It just isn't. It's like baseball giving one team an at bat and the other team doesn't get one. It just isn't right. That's my only complaint. I have lots of observations about the game, commercials. I made copious notes throughout. Um, there were some surprises there for me. Didn't somebody in politics do something bad that we can talk about? Oh, instead? there's plenty of that. Uh, there's uh, is there is there something behind a George W. Bush appointee halting the immigration order by the president and usurping the executive authority? The president has the constitutional authority to do exactly what he's done. And now the judicial has intervened. I I suspect this is going to the United States Supreme Court by the end of the week. That's just my hunch. It's uh, 10 minutes past the hour. We're just getting started. Lots to talk about on a day that, well, should it be a national holiday? The Monday after the Super Bowl? We'll talk about that as well this morning. It's the morning show with Preston Scott. Into your opinions and tell you you're wrong. The Morning Show with Preston Scott on News Radio 100.7 WFLA. Good morning, everybody. If you're just waking up, don't you wish you could just sleep in today? I am. <laughs> What's different about this Monday? Hey, hey, hey. Uh, it it's was Monday. It is February the 6th. It was on this date in 1788, Massachusetts became the sixth state to ratify the constitution you got to bring up massachusetts on a day after the super bowl where the patriots win apropos just rubbing it in just rubbing it in why are you so bitter i am just very upset why from a game that i swore i would not watch you don't have a dog in the fight what difference does it make to you i have a dog in the fight whoever plays the patriots oh whatever you're one of those haters can't 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 you cannot embrace or uh, or recognize excellence. You're one of those apologists for America, I bet. You probably go around saying there's no exceptionalism in this country. Hashtag not my Super Bowl. Yeah. There you go. It was on this date in uh, 1971. Apollo 14 astronaut Alan Shepard hits uh, three golf balls on the moon. And it was on this date. Now, this I, I hate this. Here, here, I thought I had a reliable. By the way, that was a par four. He did really well. Do I have this to look forward to all morning? I say something, and then you say something in in it to just sort of add on to it. Is this what I have to look forward to? I'll, I'll stop. I, Thank you. Uh, also on this date, and and I'm really disappointed because I'm reading the American Patriots Almanac. William J. Bennett, Bennett, one of my favorite, you know, people on the planet. Uh, I love what the guy compiles, writes, thinks, says, expresses. Um, I just think he's a thoughtful guy. And I can't believe there's fake news in here. History. Fake history. It was on this date in 2010. A blizzard of historic proportions leaves the mid-Atlantic states buried under two, three, two to three feet of snow. Paralyzing the nation's capital and other cities, 2010. Yeah, whatever. I was on the air, and I remember people making up stories like that. There's global warming. There are no record blizzards in February. Come on. 
Fake history. Kidding me. I am always on the lookout for uh, archaeology-related stories. And uh, some are calling him Jim Deanna Jones. His name is Jim Parker. Jim Deanna. I don't, I don't, it doesn't have a ring to it for me. He is a archaeology volunteer with the National Trust in England. Recently found two letters written on rag paper, a high-quality parchment of the time, in the attics of the historic Knoll House in Kent. 400 years old, these letters are. One of them written in 1633. An appeal for domestic items. The writer is Robert Draper, thought to have been a distinguished servant. Not just a servant, a distinguished servant. And he wrote, Mr. Bilby, I pray, provide to be sent tomorrow to, spelled T-O-O, morrow, separate word, to morrow, in ye cart some green fish, the lights from my lady Cranfield's chamber, two dozen pewter spoons, one great fish shovel for ye nursery, and ye others which were to be sent by some exchange for some better fashion, a new frying pan together with a note of ye priests of such commoditate for ye rest. <laughs> Shopping list from the 1600s. It doesn't get any better than that. That's pretty cool. I thought it was cool, at least. Now, today on the show, we will talk about Smunday. That is a term, a word, rather, coined by the Heinz, as in ketchup company. No, you did not. It was Heinz. You heard it from them. When I said it, you went, what? Now you've embraced it, and you're trying to claim it like you said it or made it up. People don't know who you're talking to because you won't let me talk. And that's just as well. You can be my snurdly, referred to, but not ever heard. What? What, snurdly? No, I like hearing you from time to time, but just good grief, man. And you're grouchy today. It's like, come on. Can you push past being a grouch? I'm jovially grouchy. (laughs) Whatever that means. It's the morning show when you thought you were right. The Morning Show with Preston Scott on News Radio 100.7 WFLA. 21 minutes past the hour of the Morning Show with Preston Scott. There's going to be a theme developing here uh, in part throughout the day. The coverage of, of news is just so, so bad. Here in the Florida capital city, there's a newspaper called the Tallahassee Democrat, and they are just swan diving into oblivion. They're losing subscriptions hand over fist. They, um, and they wonder why. I'm holding two stories here, both written by the same writer. One deals with Democrat candidates who may be running for the governor's office, and the other deals with Republican candidates, okay? The one dealing with Democrats is 22 paragraphs long and a couple of lines, and then a breakdown of a couple of candidates, the idea being that uh, 
could this be the year that Tallahassee has a governor again? Meaning Gwen Graham, who lives here, Gwen Herm. Her real name is Gwen Herm. Uh, I still don't know how you do that. If your married legal name is Gwen Herm, how do you sign documents and do things as Gwen Graham unless you change your name? I don't don't understand that, but it really doesn't matter. Uh, She won one term as a congresswoman, and the article incorrectly said that she was, um, that redistricting forced her out of her seat. No, it didn't. She chose not to run. But see, that's just bad reporting. That's lazy, bad reporting. Graham, who recently finished a single term in Congress after redistricting, forced her out of her seat. No, it did not force her out of her seat. She quit. That's a that's an incorrect statement. The, uh, the, the other article on Republicans running for office, four paragraphs. 22 paragraphs. Four paragraphs. Obviously, there is this, for whatever reason, fascination with Andrew Gillum becoming a mayor, uh, a a gubernatorial candidate, and it's just, you know, he might throw his hat in the ring, but the second Andrew gets out in politics with the big boys, he's just going to get hammered. Um, he's trying to suggest that somehow this ruling there was. For those of you that may not be even aware, you live here and you're not aware. Outside the area, you're not aware. Tallahassee decided to pass gun ordinances in opposition of the state constitution, or in opposition of state law, rather, and what the constitution provides. And so a couple of groups sued the city, telling them that they needed to vote to kick the ordinances back out. Well, went to court, and the uh, First District Court of Appeals rejected the lawsuit. And uh, after winning, Gillum says, Today's decision is a victory for citizens over gun lobby, Florida Carey, Second Amendment Foundation. Once again, my colleagues and I have been found to have done no wrong in the eyes of the law. Once again, dude, you're getting bushwhacked in court. And, and, and here's what he forgets to mention. The reason why the court found in favor is because they're not enforcing their ordinance. If they were, which tells you what about the ordinance? Local law enforcement isn't enforcing it because it runs afoul of state law, so they're not going to touch it. And so, Mayor Andy is bragging about a victory that the only reason why they want it is because the law, the the local ordinance, is meaningless. They were sued because of principle. They won because of irrelevance. They're just irrelevant. And so Gillum tries to portray this as somehow being some great win on uh, on the part of, of locals. This is a local determination. Um, if Andrew had his way, he would turn Tallahassee into a communist little city because he's a communist. That's what he is. He's he's retweeting Van Jones's little tweets on uh, disobeying the president and trying to, uh, in essence, cause disruption to the federal government. That's what you want from a mayoral leader, right? I don't know how long citizens of Florida's capital city are going to tolerate having first a child as mayor 
But secondly, someone who's not interested in being the mayor. He clearly wants another job. So let him have one. But here's the overarching story, though. You better get ready. For eight years, the mainstream media ignored everything Barack Obama did and didn't do. Now, all of a sudden, they're going to publish fake news and they're going to be irresponsible in their reporting. Nothing new in Florida's capital city. It's been a bad newspaper for more than a decade and a half. But you just better be ready to be a responsible citizen and get information on your own. 27 minutes past the hour. Have to Fishing for the Brave is a like North Florida-based non- Facebook at Preston Scott Show. Fishing for the Brave is a North Florida-based nonprofit company that is proud to serve our nation's brave military. We here at Fishing for the Brave feel that these days, many of our military service members returning from overseas could use the time on the water to unwind and enjoy the land they defend. They sacrifice greatly, and they deserve to know that their efforts are noticed and appreciated by those here at home. The best way we could think to show our personal appreciation is to take them fishing. We provide 100% no-cost chartered trips to active duty military, veterans from any era. The mission is simple, to show these men and women how much they mean to us. Please support our local mission by visiting fishingforthebrave.com and liking and sharing on Facebook. Thank you for your support from Captain John Swanson and all the volunteers of Fishing for the Brave and iHeartMedia Tallahassee. You don't have to love him, just like him on Facebook at Preston Scott Show. Thirty-five, almost thirty-six minutes past the hour. The uh, the morning show with Preston Scott. David Allen, Ryan Carter over there in Studio 1A. Big stories in the press box. You know, the errors are piling up. Um, I've got a list here of uh, everything from tweets to articles, columns published by mainline media outlets that are just flat wrong. Sometimes they're corrected, but they're corrected after thousands of retweets. And we wonder why knuckleheads like I saw protesting at the state capitol. Well, I didn't see them protesting. I saw them walking back. Saturday afternoon, I went to a uh, movie. Uh, We went to see the Star Wars movie, Rogue One again, down at the IMAX. Wanted to see it on the jumbo big screen at the Challenger Learning Center. Which, by the way, what a score. Ten bucks. Ten bucks for four in the afternoon on a Saturday Seats are a little beaten down. They need to have the new cushions put in those seats. But the screen, the quality, customer service there. They've got a nice little snack bar that's just fine. Their prices are better. But ten bucks versus fifteen or so at the uh, at the the mainline theater. It's huge. Anyway, we're just sitting there waiting, and we've seen all these protesters, and we're like, "What in the world?" And they're walking back down to campus. And the signage that they had, just so remarkably uninformed or intentionally ignorant. You see these stories over and over again. NBC News, you know, one of their mainline White House correspondents tweets something that was wrong. He corrects it, you know, a little while later after it had been retweeted thousands of times. New York Times, NBC, CNN, Washington Post. I've got, I mean, The Atlantic. 
just Associated Press, story after story, wrong, 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 but they don't care. They put the false story out and then put the uh, retraction, you know, small print, or they don't retweet at all, or they don't say anything at all about the retraction. Does anyone, did you know that Muslim countries are supporting Trump's ban? A lot of Muslim nations yes. are supporting it? Yes. They're but, saying it's about time. It's the only way you can do this. But the, the, the people that you're talking about are learning all that they're learning from memes. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. And, and memes are satire, generally. Um, the bottom line, you know, for example, Democrats... Diane Feinstein out there talking about the president's, you know, she's sounding so conciliatory. Well, the courts will sort it out and we'll find out if the Muslim ban is appropriate. It isn't a Muslim ban. Does that matter? That's why I said in the last segment, it is going to be up to you to find the truth of what's really being said and or done. Sometimes it's tough to do. I'll grant you. Also over the weekend, have to mention this before we talk about the Super Bowl here in a second. FSU beat the holy cheese out of Clemson. And Clemson's not a bad basketball team. I think they were 13-6 and six or something like that coming into the game. They got destroyed. FSU just routed them 109 to 61. And it wasn't that close. The Knolls traveled to Notre Dame this week. Gonna be on national television. Gonna be a good one. 40 minutes past the hour in the morning show. Oh, the fun doesn't stop here. Find more on his blog, WFLAFM.com, keyword Preston. All right, 40 minutes, 41 minutes past the hour this morning. Super Bowl last night, of course. It was the first ever overtime game. But was it? You know, the golf tournament yesterday, the Waste Management Phoenix Open went to uh, sudden death, to overtime. But uh, both players got to hit the golf ball. Each player um, got to play. Each player had a chance to uh, to win the tournament. Yesterday, overtime in pro football's biggest game, I believe the winner was determined by luck. Now, you have to do something with that luck, but both teams should have a chance to score. And I think that playing 60 minutes there will always be bounces within the game that are lucky. You know, there was a play that did not get reviewed that New England would have been facing a fourth down. It was a third down conversion uh, in the fourth quarter, and the pass was dropped. The The kid, and, and they showed the replay, and they showed the ball falling out of his hands, but they went to the next play so fast because they knew. New England knew. And even the, uh, you know, the guy's in the booth, Joe Buck and Troy Aikman made the mistake of not looking at the monitor. They were looking at the field and you have to do both and they missed it, but I saw it, but you know, that's 
a lucky bounce, a lucky no call, lucky call within the game. Uh, I could say that I thought officiating was a little ticky-tack at times, and at other times it was great. They just let them play. But then at other times they were calling holding on things that were just, really? That's hold. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Holding? Some of it was. A lot of it wasn't. Whatever. But that's within the game. Everyone still had a chance. Everyone still has the ball. I have a fundamental problem when you don't give each team a chance to score in an overtime game that's been decided by each team having the football. It's that's not football. You know, that just isn't football. But um but there were other things in the game that I wanna I, I made notes here uh on my phone. The only political, overtly political thing that happened in the festivities was America the Beautiful. Uh when three of the chicks from the move from the uh, Broadway play Hamilton decided to insert a politically correct lyric, sisterhood, you know, and crown thy good with brotherhood and sisterhood. Okay, whatever. I was like, get over yourselves, really. I, that that annoyed me. Uh, the coin toss was sweet. It was it was sweet. It was sweet the way that the bushes were treated by the players, by the coaches, by the fans. It was very, very kind, and uh, that was that was kind of cool. What was your reaction to the pregame? Uh, I to the well on forty one and the coin toss. Let me let me address that. I was right that he wouldn't get up out of his chair. The thing the thing I loved about it the most was they they got him out there, and uh, before the ref even explained everything, he was like he had his hand out like give me the coin, give me the co- give give me. You know who I am? Give me the coin. I mean, he was just a little overzealous about that, you know. And he, he did a great job. It was, it was uh, very touching to see that. I thought that uh, Ford had a had a, a really good night commercial wise. Their their commercial showing people stuck in different scenarios, getting into doors and cats stuck in boxes and all that. That was very funny. That was probably the best one of the night for me. Uh, uh, the Go Daddy ad with the panda bear and the cats on the Roombas was funny. Anytime you see a panda bear sitting in the backseat of a car eating bamboo, it's just funny. Panda bears are funny, especially when they're eating. But the cats on the Roombas, that was hilarious. Um, Julian Edelman is a jerk on the football field. Amen. He's got Napoleon Complex to the max. And he acts like a jerk on the football field. And it really, it takes away from the fact that he's a really good football player. And he maximizes his athleticism as well as anybody in the game. And it bothers me because I'm not a hater. Again, I've said this before. I'm not a hater. It doesn't bug me that Brady won again. That's fine. Cool. Good for him. Best ever. Uh, Big time quarterback. But Julian Edelman's just a jerk. He really is. Um... There were some other ads, good, bad, and indifferent. Dustin Rivest, we'll talk about this tomorrow, he called it.
on uh, something we'll talk about as well later in the show. It's 46 minutes past the hour. Listen when you want or listen again. The Preston Scott Podcast is at WFLAFM.com. Fifty-one minutes past the hour. Oh, if only. One day we'll have the uh, cameras up, and you'll get to see all the fun and frivolity that goes on. And well, you'll and you'll I like the dance. and you'll wonder how in the world I maintain such a professional decorum on the air I when I see what I see sometimes. I agree with that. <laughs> Welcome to the uh, to the show, though. It's Monday, February the sixth. Next hour, uh, should it be Monday? Uh, I've already gotten very, very, I mean, people angry at the mere suggestion of a national holiday for the Monday after the Super Bowl. Why? Why, just, why the I'm anger? Just, I don't the, know. The vitriol. I, it's, it's, it's bitter. You get a day off. What's the problem? Well, there are those that believe we have too many days off as we it do. is. Whatever. We do. No, we don't. I don't think you so. You don't even work. You're a college student. Excuse me? <laughs> oh, boy. There it went. The headphones just got dropped. Off he goes. The problem that Ryan's facing right now is, in fact, you could slide over there and do what he's doing. And so your leverage is somewhat limited, young man. Be careful. Be careful about doing the, the, you know, your version of the mic drop there. Yeah, don't don't do a walk off because I'll just slide right over. Well, I mean, it's it's like me. I mean, I could do the same thing. The problem is that David could slide in here and do the show, and or they could bring some, you know, they could bring the infamous Rolodex out, and you know, uh, you know what? That's a great we, idea. You remember, Why don't you remember just our, both one leave. of our former? Just, I could do the show from sitting right here. Here I was, backing you up, supporting you, and now all of a sudden you've just thrown me out like yesterday's garbage. I love you. I don't want you to go anywhere. Well, you you remember one of our former bosses? No, you weren't here when he did it. We had a we used to have a boss here that uh, one of his first staff meetings with everybody, he he broke out that you know he's got a rolodex and he can replace anybody in the room whenever he wants. There's a line of people at the door waiting to get in. I've heard that one before too. Well, the irony of all of that is there ended up being a line at the door, people waiting to get out. <laughs> That's what ended up happening. Anyway, um, next hour we're going to talk about. We'll take your calls. Just a simple phone poll with a, a quick comment. Yes or no to a national holiday. Heinz, the ketchup company, is behind the effort to try and create. It's giving all of its employees today off. And and I think that's great for a company to do that on its own. Should it be a national holiday, though? They don't want to be alone. They they don't want to be the lone company doing that. You know, And obviously, there are, there are a few businesses and firms around the country that do it. But uh, they want a national holiday declared. So that will be our question. Should it be a national holiday the day after the Super Bowl? Or, as some suggested, they're taking two weeks. Just play the game on Saturday. Just play the Super Bowl on Saturday. And, you know, if people decide to bag church on Sunday, so be it. That's on them. But then the, then it doesn't affect the workday. I'm just, I'm just throwing out what people are saying in uh, in emails to me, so we'll we'll get to all of that. Uh, yesterday, it, speaking of the Super Bowl, yesterday Donald Trump sat down with Bill O'Reilly. Here's a little recap. 
In the exclusive interview, President Trump told Fox's Bill O'Reilly he will name Vice President Mike Pence to lead an investigation into voter fraud. You take a look at the registration. You have illegals, you have dead people, you have this. It's really a bad situation. It's really bad. The president promised there will be a tax cut, that the Affordable Care Act will be replaced, although it may take longer than he thought, and about Russia's president, Vladimir Putin. I do respect him. Do you? Why? Well, I respect a lot of people, but that doesn't mean I'm going to get along with them. But the president says it's better to get along with Russia than not, especially if they help defeat ISIS. Jack Callahan, Fox News. Yeah, here's where Trump got a little, I I think he was a little inartful in wordsmithing the answer to the question of, hey, you know, O'Reilly correctly points out Putin's a killer. And Trump said there are a lot of killers. (laughs) You know, Uh, and I'm, I'm not sure that he really handled that as deftly as he would have liked. You know, I don't like what Ted Bundy did, but I, I admire his style. Come on! Yeah, that, that's that's what I'm saying. I think he, uh, I don't think he handled that well. But but you know what? I'm I'm okay with the fact that so far, you know what you're getting. You're getting who he is. He's being who he is. It's driving some people crazy. Mainstream media, which looked bad from the beginning, because he won. All right, we got hour number two. Moments away, Joe Gomez will join me. Five minutes past the hour. The morning show with Preston Scott, hour number two. Monday, February 6th, program 3523. Great to be with you this morning. Thanks so much for joining me. I always appreciate it, whether you're listening on terrestrial radio or nationwide, wherever you might be on iHeartRadio. If you've got a cell phone signal, you've got us. Simple to find, and we appreciate it very, very much. Uh, Joining us on the program is Joe Gomez. Joe, uh, how are you today? I'm doing great. I'm surprised that the Patriots won, but I lost some money, but I'm doing okay. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> do you want to be – I'll, I'll draw you first into the question of the half hour. Uh, Heinz Ketchup Company uh, wants to make today a national holiday. They've given all their their employees the day off. They call it Smunday. Should, should today be declared a national holiday or should the NFL just move the game to Saturday? No, I think you know. I think they, they might have a point there because I know at least a couple of uh, people that have called into work today. So you, why not? Might as well make it a national holiday. I guess the people are going to call into work and give people the, you know, the extra break. Obviously, over the weekend, the president he's uh, <laughs> he's certainly embroiled in a little controversy. Um, the decision by Judge James Robart um, is he overstepping his bounds? It would seem, in my reading of the Constitution and the executive powers that that the president has, he's within his rights to do what he's done. Well, I think that the president, you know, is within his rights to do what uh, what he's done based on uh, the initial reading of the Constitution, based on, you know, what the what the White House attorneys have said so far. I mean, look, the fact of the matter is, is that Trump has allowed several exceptions for immigrants to come into the country, even while this executive order that would ban them from uh, you know, from several Muslim nations was in place, that he just wants uh, more of a vetting of some of these uh, refugees 
uh, on top of the immigrants. It wasn't a, a permanent a permanent ban or anything. It was a temporary ban until you know something else could be uh, could be figured out. But obviously, you know, Trump is a very controversial figure. He's very provocative. He's very brash. The way that he did this, I think he could have perhaps rolled this out a bit more delicately. He did not, and so that obviously got the ire of a lot of people. One of those individuals was this judge out of Seattle. Then it went to the uh, Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals in San Francisco, the most liberal court in the country. So what did you think was going to happen after that? Yeah, the be- the betting odds are that it ends up in the Supreme Court in front of Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Of the Supreme Court by week's end, what, what are your sources telling you? Yeah, I mean, I basically the same thing. I mean, I, I think that... Uh, it's going to be very hard for the DOJ to kind of try to get this thing reinstated, especially when the State Department and the Department of Homeland Security have already reverted back to giving normal visas uh, to immigrants and gone back to the normal refugee policies. I mean, I think yeah, I think this is going to go all the way up to the Supreme Court. And right now it's evenly split down the middle, four to four, until Trump's uh, Supreme Court justice nominee uh, is confirmed, but Democrats are also going to use this as ammunition to try to block uh, Trump's Supreme Court uh, justice nominee as well. So this is this is kind of given Democrats a lot, I think, to work with. Joe, at what point does the media need to be held held accountable? You know, Diane Feinstein gets out and talks about a Mus- the Muslim ban that the president has enacted, and no one corrects her. Um, you know, I watched uh, dozens of protesters leave a protest at Florida's Capitol on Saturday holding signs that just show ill-informed, misinformed people. At what point are we going to see accountability and just some honesty about this story? Well, I don't think there's ever going to be real accountability here. I mean, it's a, you know, it's a, it's a controversial story. The media has kind of been at war with Donald Trump. A lot of the mainstream channels and networks for a very long time. Don't they have to be um, above that, though, in, in, in just in discharging their duties? Yeah, I mean, you would think so, but I, I just I just can't imagine it's going to work its way like that overnight. I, I, I just don't think that's going to take place. And I think that they're going to probably even dig themselves in deeper in fighting Donald Trump in the days ahead. Joe, thanks for the time this morning. Have a good day. Thanks. All right, Joe Gomez with us this morning. You heard. He thinks Monday's not a bad idea. What about you? 850-205-9352. We'll take your calls next. A national holiday after the Super Bowl? Yes or no? First to know. The Morning Show with Preston Scott on News Radio 100.7 WFLA. 11 minutes past the hour. Real simple poll question today. Just want to just want to ask and and Dave, maybe we can find a way to put this online and uh, parlay this into a full day of feedback. And the question is real simple. It was started by, and and I mean, this has been talked about off and on for years. Uh, This is probably the worst, quote, work day of the year. Um, Millions of people call in sick or just don't show up today to work. It just, it happens. 
uh, whether they're hungover or whether they're just, you know, they're just, they're partied out for whatever the reason, they're not going. Maybe they're celebrating. They're New England Patriot fans. Or maybe they're in despair like David Allen. But he showed up to work. But to 850-205-9352, 850-205-WFLA, I just want to know yes or no, do you agree that the Monday after the Super Bowl, Heinz calls it Smunday, should be called a national holiday? Yes or no, why and why not? Uh, Heinz said in an online petition, we can agree, we can all agree that going to work on the Monday after the big game on Sunday is awful. And you'll notice they had to say uh, the Monday after the big game. They didn't want to get sued. Which is ironic since their name is on a football stadium sponsoring the NFL. Heinz Field in Pittsburgh. Yeah, but that doesn't mean... Well, I don't have to explain that any further. Well, I just think that they should be allowed to say the Super Bowl. Uh, As far as we're concerned at Heinz, we as a nation should stop settling for it being the worst work day of the year. And so their question, their their online petition is real simple. Should this be a national holiday? The day after the Super Bowl, they call it Smunday. And uh, of course, Heinz is uh, Kraft Heinz is headquartered in Pittsburgh. And as I mentioned, their name is on the football field that the Steelers play in. Heinz Field. But, you know, again, I I I'm I'd be curious to think to see if you believe that this ought to be declared a a national holiday. Max, what do you what do we, what do you think? Uh yeah, I I I think they'll hit it. Why not just the, uh, why not play uh, the game on Saturday? I think Super Bowl Sunday is just a that's part of the American tradition. Okay, so it's just sort of iconic to play the game on Sunday. That's when the NFL plays their games and stay with it. Yep. But do you think it ought to be a national holiday as opposed to just individual businesses deciding to give their staff the day off? I mean, it would be a great idea, but I don't know if, it would, if I would go so far as to say yes. Uh, if it was paid, yeah, that'd be awesome. <laughs> Max, thanks very much for the phone call. 205 WFLA, 850-205-9352. Matt, what do you think? Uh, absolutely not. I don't – most of these people are taking off. It's going to be government agencies and everything, both private enterprise. It's not going to recognize it. They got to go to work, and I don't – my taxpay dollar to go to pay for government employees to be – off because they got drunk and party <laughs> stayed up all night. Now, you know, Kraft Heinz has given all their employees the day off. You're okay, obviously, with the private sector doing what they want. Yeah, private sector can do what they want, but it, 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 most of the private sector ain't going to do that. Especially small business and all. So, you know, it's, it's mostly government, lawyer firms, banks, and et cetera, et cetera. All right. Yeah. Matt, thanks very much. We got a bunch of calls lining up here. We'll get those next. More calls next. Just, you know, we tend to play these games when a lot of people can't stay up. I mean, that halftime show was so long, 
I went to bed. I couldn't watch all the rest of the game. I kind of dozed through it. 205 WFLA, 850-205-9352. A national holiday the day after the Super Bowl? Yes or no? You're there quickly and safely. Traffic and weather on the 10s. It's the morning show with Preston Scott on News Radio 100.7 WFLA. Yeah, if you didn't want to hold through the break, call on back in. We've got uh, a couple calls standing by. We've got a couple lines open. We're just asking a real simple question here. Hines wants to call it Smonday, <laughs> the day after the Super Bowl. And once, once everyone to catch on, they want the national government to declare this a national holiday. I like the private sector solution myself, but I also think that we're getting into this pattern, whether it's the college football national title game, uh, big events being played on the night before people have to go to school or go to work, and I don't like it. I don't like that the national title in uh, in college football is played on a Monday night. They need to play that on a Saturday night. I personally think that I, I understand tradition, Sunday, NFL, Play it on a Saturday night. You're already taking two weeks. Play it on a Saturday night. But college basketball is the same way. What, the national title game? Yeah. yeah absolutely. And it's wrong. They need to play it at a time when people can watch it and not have to be faced with, you know, going to work, going to school the next day. But that's just me. Candace, what do you have to say? I say that if they're going to do that for football, then they need to do that for every sport. Yeah, but, but football's our national passion, isn't it? It is for football players. <laughs> Are you not much of a fan, Candace? I am a fan. My son played football. My other son played basketball. But I just think fairly across the board. What about hockey? I mean, they're big, too. All yeah, that's a Canadian sport, though. Who oh. cares about the Canadian sport? <laughs> that's the problem. Nobody wants to care about the other sports. I think it should be all sports. I don't think it should be just a mon- Monday for football play for football fans. Okay, the only reason why I think football gets the the nod from the in the minds of many people is because it just has such a large audience. Uh, no other sport draws the same numbers in terms of television viewership. Not even close. Then Saturday. Then I agree with the person that said Saturday. Play it on a Saturday, and they can be off on Sunday. Candace, thanks very much. I appreciate the phone call. Let's go to Sandy. Hi, Sandy. Hey, good morning. What do you think? No, no national holiday. I think it should be played on Saturday because I think, you know, Sunday is a day of rest. You go to church, be with your family. But I go to work whether I stay up till 1 o'clock in the morning and, you know, I still get up and go to work. But I agree with Candace. If you do it for football, why not other sports? You know, what about baseball? Well, again, it goes back to at least based on the numbers of people that watch all of the sports, none of the other sports even touch the NFL. It's not even close. True. And um, I I do agree that, you know, Saturday, um, I agree with you with this, you know, playing it on Saturday. But didn't the Super Bowl used to be played um, in January? Oh, yeah, they've pushed the season back because it's much longer season now. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's what I thought. But, um, yeah, and I think it should just be up to, um, you know, some um, businesses are very sports-oriented or whatever, and they have, you know, a big fan base and stuff. And, you know, hey, if you want to be closed, by all means, close. That, that's your business, then close it. Thanks so much, Sandy. I appreciate it. Let's go to Bob. Hi, Bob. Hey. What do you think? Well, You've got three time zones. You forget. Everybody can be in bed at 11 here at 10 o'clock Central and uh, 
9 o'clock on the West Coast, so it's not that big a deal. It is for me. Well, you got- <laughs> That's all I care about is me. <laughs> These thirds of, of the country doesn't care about you. <laughs> I know. Isn't that the truth? I remember watching uh, turn- the NCAA basketball tournament in, uh, in Arizona, and I could watch the whole day. I- it starts at 9 in the morning and uh, finishes at 10 at night, not not midnight or anything like that. Uh, you raise a good point. Two-thirds of the country uh, is in a different time zone. It's not nearly as late of a day. And they, the other big possibility, I mean, how hard could that be? Start the game an hour earlier. <laughs> Are you opposed to playing the game on Saturday? I mean, same thing with the college football national title game. Why not play that on Saturday? Yeah. Yeah, I, but Sunday's traditional football. So okay. Pro, so, hey, leave it. Fair enough. Thank you, Bob. Appreciate that. Let's go to one more. Another, another Sandy here. Yes, I was just going to point out that two-thirds of the country does still care about us because of, of the iHeartRadio app, so they could be listening as well. Uh, just With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Never mind. Go to Sandy. Hi, Sandy. Hey, how are you? Good. What do you think? Well, I'm a Pittsburgh Steelers fan, and Heinz Ward is my all-time favorite player, but I could see him with that grin on his face saying about having Mondays as a holiday (laughs) because I think he's a little crazy on that one, but... You got regular season games, usually at least one you're staying up for during the season. So, I mean, if somebody wants to give their, you know, employees that day off would be great. But I think it's a little bit silly, so. Not a national holiday, but private sector, if they want to do it, do it. Exactly. Okay, Sandy, thanks very much. Uh, it, boy, talk about fate, huh? I don't know that, that when Heinz Ward played for the Steelers, was it named Heinz Field during any part of his time with Pittsburgh? Yes, right it there was? towards the end. Towards I'm the end? Sure. Boy, talk about fate, huh? Heinz Ward. Different uh, spelling. I, I get that, but still. It's pretty cool nonetheless. 27 minutes past the hour. It's the morning show with Preston Scott. News. First, the morning show with Preston Scott on News Radio 100.7. WFLA. 35 minutes past the hour. Good morning, everybody. Thanks very much for joining us. Yes, I'm that bright-eyed and bushy-tailed each and every morning. You just get used to getting up at 4 a.m. and you're just up and at them. But uh, thanks so much for joining us wherever you might be listening to the radio program. We appreciate it very much. Big stories in the press box. Really, the Super Bowl, clearly. We'll get to that in a second. Um, The president's immigration executive order, uh, ill-informed protesters because the news media just can't seem to be honest. Uh, I've got story after story here from all of the main outlets where they're just, they're tweeting out either patently wrong information or they're just lying. I, I you know, and, and it just doesn't seem to matter. Um, I watched so many little snowflakes leaving downtown Tallahassee, the state capital, over the weekend. And, uh, you know, maybe it's happening in your city. Protesters showing up, and they're just so ill-informed. And um, and isn't it interesting how 
how violent they become so easily. You know, I've got... Oh, am I going to have it here? I've got it here. Um, Just example after example of how the progressive, the left, first, they just don't care what the truth is. And and then secondly, when you confront them with it, they get violent, literally violent. Um, you know, I've again, I've got several stories. We'll perhaps get to some of them in a little bit. But um, we've got uh, we got Horace Cooper joining us next hour from Project Twenty One. Um, he is a constitutional law expert. We'll talk about the immigration law as well as uh, the the president's first couple weeks in office in general. But back to the Super Bowl for just a couple minutes. My observations in watching the broadcast, and I made just a bunch of notes here. Um, great ad by Honda, the yearbook ad, showing somewhat famous people back in their yearbook and having those those faces, you know, the classic yearbook photos. I mean, we've all been captured in an absolute dorky, horrible yearbook photo. And so they captured some yearbook moments, and then they brought these people into the studio, recorded their real voices talking about things, and they animated their yearbook photo. That, that, was, a, that was a really well-done commercial. Um, our friend Dustin Rivis from App Innovators told us about the cameras surrounding the, uh, the field of play. And he said they're gonna in a, they're gonna they're gonna use this for super slow mo replays and give you the player's view of a given play and they did that a couple times and he correctly pointed out it was gonna be done after commercial breaks because of the amount of data that is re- that's required to produce these things even a short clip and when they did it I just smiled way to go Dustin you pulled that one off um, let's see here you mentioned the the sprint ad David mentioned the ad where the uh, the dad pushes the car over the edge of the cliff and he looks at his kids and goes, there you go, kids, daddy's dead. Uh, and and then, you know, the annoying dude who just, he's got a, an eerie resemblance to Jared at Subway. Um, the, the, the Sprint dude who's converted from Verizon to Sprint. First, he's annoying. And secondly, that... The claims that they make are just weird. But that was a funny commercial. But David paused his DVR. And when the kid says, isn't that illegal, Dad? And the, the dad says, what are you, a judge? And then underneath, though, it's said in fine print. Uh, yes, this is very illegal. <laughs> That's great. I mean, other than some of the little annoyances, that was funny. The Febreze halftime bathroom break commercial. Do you have your Febreze? And they just showed people in various stages of preparing to use the restroom for halftime. That was funny as well. What the heck was the 84 lumber spot The where it looked like illegal immigrants? And it was the heartbreaking story of a little girl and her mama coming into it looked like entering the country illegally. What was that about? Uh, I tried to go to the website, but it had crashed. Too many people were going, I guess. But just a few observations. Dr. Joe Camps joins me next. It's the morning show. Got you covered. Traffic and weather every 10 minutes. It's the morning show with Preston Scott on News Radio 100.7 WFLA. We'll talk more about the Super Bowl next hour here on the radio program. But first. Wow! 
41 minutes past the hour. Time for Healthy Expectations with Dr. Joe Camps. Brought to you by Tallahassee Memorial Healthcare, TMH, your hospital for life. Good morning, Dr. Camps. Good morning. How are you today? I am great, sir. Had a little trouble getting through this morning. I don't know what the issues are. Um, but my truck didn't run this morning either, so I hope the rest of my day gets better after this. But, uh, <laughs> you need but, that. Um, you need uh, that national holiday, Monday. Well, yeah, those seem to come up, but somehow or another, we tend to miss those things like Flag Day and Groundhog Day and President's Day. We seem to have to work. But uh, anyway, this morning I, I wanted to talk about a a problem that I think affects most adults sometime in their lifehood, and that's. Uh, back and neck pain and uh, you know it's 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 estimated that it's the leading cause of pain uh, around the world and uh, as i was looking at uh, an article that came out of australia uh you know the common things to do is obviously um we take uh, over-counter medications you know things like uh acetaminophen which is tylenol we take uh advil we take Aleve, which are the the cox-2 inhibitors which are non-steroidal anti-inflammatories and you know, for the acute situation, uh, th- that might be effective, but it's been shown uh, in this uh, this study that uh, they really don't uh, alleviate the pain long term. And the recommendation is now that you not consider that as, as, as long term therapy and you consider um, things like uh, yoga, um, maybe getting to a, a, a rehab specialist or a back specialist, stretching and exercise. And the thing that you don't do, which most people do, is, is to rest or you lie down or you, you, you stay in bed or you decrease your physical activity. And that's contrary um, to deal with this issue, which is, uh, which is chronic in nature. And I thought it was interesting because I've always sort of been under the, 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 the belief that the uh, non-steroid anti-inflammatories um, are useful. I do think they are useful for the acuteness of the situation, but I'm sure there are hundreds of people <clears throat> even our listeners who are using this, and I would suggest that uh, you might give some other consideration to some other form of therapy uh, that might be more effective. And, you know, one of the things um, that they pointed out is that the anti-inflammatories, uh, even though they're they're good in some cases, uh, they can cause inflammatory condition of the bowel, um, which can be uh, quite devastating. And so I, I thought this was a a real good article to um, enlighten me, and I'm sure it will enlighten our listeners as well. You know, Joe, we're learning an awful lot about a lot of different situations like that where traditional means of treating different things. You know, I think we both would agree there's a time for the acute care that is provided in this country second to none. Um, That's exactly right. But but it's like there are certain times that, that certain orthopedic surgeries are not needed and it's just kind of been the go-to, and you're touching on something now that's just uh, its sort of slapping conventional wisdom in the face. Oh, it absolutely is, and I think that, um, you know, this spurs me on to keep reading and looking because uh, some of the ideas and thoughts that we've had uh, for years are no longer true, and uh, I think newer research is bearing that out, and so uh, I think it's... Um, it's best to pay attention to what you're doing as it relates to treatment of your body. And this is certainly one that I think has flipped my um, thinking 180 degrees. And, and hopefully it will enlighten some of our listeners out there. That one of the reasons they might not be getting any better is that we're relying and doing the wrong thing. It's unfortunate, but uh, 
that seems to be the case. Good stuff, Joe. Thanks for the tip, brother. You have a great uh, week, Preston. Thank you, sir. Dr. Joe Camp's with us this morning. Healthy Expectations, brought to you by TMH, Tallahassee Memorial Healthcare, your hospital for life. Weekend weather on the 10s and the truth all the time. The Morning Show with Preston Scott on News Radio 100.7 WFLA. 51 minutes past the hour, the Morning Show with Preston Scott. Horace Cooper next hour with Project 21. Talk about, uh, he's a constitutional law expert, in fact, uh, has taught constitutional law. But uh, we'll be talking about the nomination of Neil Gorsuch, immigration law, as well as the first two weeks of the president in general. Um, I was talking about the Super Bowl commercial. I ended with the, um, it, it looked like a, a support for illegal immigration ad by by 84 Lumber. Um, they put an ad out there that was, you know, very compelling of a little girl you know, acquiring little scraps of paper on her journey to come into our country illegally with her mother. And um, and if you go to the website, and it encourages you to go to the website, which is uh, journey84.com, um, the website crashed yesterday. So many people went because they wanted to see, you know, in my mind, I wanted to see, is this re- is this company really supporting illegal immigration? And clearly they are. Um the ad is very compelling. It's very well done, and they they've got a section on their their journey site that says, uh, you know, this this material deemed too controversial for broadcast television, and uh, and it and it showed again this journey of this little girl with her mother, a young mom trying to make it to the country, and they encounter a wall, and the tears well up and all that, but then there's a doorway that they push through. And they make it to the other side, and um, and and the suggestion is that you know this country is open to all who have the will to succeed. It, it, you know what I take it to mean is, and I don't think there's any doubt. This is their message is uh, this country is open to all who have the will to break the law. There's a way to enter this country legally, and. Um, you know, I, I'm I'm just I'm fascinated by, you know, where in the world does this country think, or this company think it's the smart thing to do? Now they support uh, the Wounded Warrior Project. That's strike two. Um, building homeless shelters, good. I'm good with that. Way to go. And they donate materials to home homes for our troops. So that's good. So there's. There's two things that they're involved in and doing that are like, you got to be kidding me, and two that are really good and redemptive, and that's fine. They're a private company. They have a right to do whatever they want, but uh, you should know that uh, the ad, as it revealed on television, was an illegal immigration support ad. Um, it's 84 Lumber. They're they're based in, literally, they've got a little town named after them in uh, in Pennsylvania. It's called 84 Pennsylvania. I heard that there was a political ad by Coca-Cola, but I didn't catch that one. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it's what Coca-Cola does. They they sing the either "God Bless America" or the national anthem. I forget which one it was in various languages. You know, sort of suggesting, "Oh, look at us, kumbaya." Yeah, whatever. Uh, I thought the 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 whole journey thing was just really. Again, they were they were they were creating this 
atmosphere of this poor, defenseless little girl being stopped at the border. And again, it is very well done. You know, kudos to the company that made it. If you want to just look objectively at the quality of the production and so forth, very well done. Very moving. They're just, they're, they are, they are glorifying illegal immigration and by all accounts uh, in support of it. And so I'll be fascinated. I'm going to reach out to the company media spokesman and see, you know, was that their intent? Because that's what that ad did. There, there is no other way to interpret it. And I don't think I need to point this out, but, well, I guess I feel like I do. It's not like we're heartless people and we don't want. Oh, no, no, no. Just you. Yeah. It's not like we don't want the little girl and her family to succeed. Just do it the right way. Yeah, that's that's the thing. There's a difference between immigration, uh, being anti-immigration and anti-illegal immigration. Uh, there's a difference between saying, you know, we welcome people from the nations of the world, just not those that want to blow us up and kill us. Um, you know, they're, these are important distinctions, I think. Yeah, and there's people that live in those nations that want to blow us up and kill us that... I'm fine with coming into the country because I'm sure that there are some great people over there who really need our help. But we have to figure out a way to weed them out. While I'm talking about ads, it bugged me. The Audi ad in the second half about women being valued less than men. It's about the dad with his uh, little daughter on the soapbox derby cart. The little That was like... Do I tell her way her, out of bounds? Her grandmother is yeah, worse, worse, less, worse less than her grandfather. Way out of bounds that commercial, but there were some really good ones. We'll get to some of those as well, as well as the halftime show still to come in the next hour. It's the morning show with Preston Scott. Five minutes past the hour. It is hour number three already of the morning show with Preston Scott for Monday. February the 6th, program 3523. I'm Preston. And over there is David Allen and Ryan Carter. It is really good to be with you this morning. It is the uh, day after the biggest football game of the year, the National Football League Super Bowl. Uh, Be anxious to see. I I hope they break down the Nielsen's in the flow of the game because my hunch is that game went from being not watched a whole lot about – eight minutes into the third quarter to it just growing and growing and growing to the end of the game went to went to overtime a little disagreement here in the uh, in the studios on uh, on the end of the game I don't have a dog in this fight I really you know I thought Atlanta would win I picked Atlanta got the three um I you know I don't know if if all books work the same way I you know I don't I've never bet on a sports bet in my life other than with buddies just you know hey dinner or lunch or a sandwich or something like that I've never done an official bet uh, other than a horse race when I was attending one in uh, in Arizona so I don't know how it works I don't know if I would have won because the game ended tied in regulation. And then I got my three points. I, I don't know. I you know maybe someone can tell me if I would have won or lost that bet. I don't know. Honestly, don't know. Uh, I guess there are some bets that are regulation only. Some bets are open to including overtime. I maintain that overtime is not the way to settle a football game. Um, the way that we play it in the National Football League, I think college is is closer to having it right. No, not choking is the way to win a football game. 
this game is going to go down. Well, you could say the same thing about the first yeah, half in New England choking. This game is going to go down as the greatest comeback yeah. in all of Super Bowl history. It's a great comeback. When, in fact, that's not what happened. Well, okay. Atlanta choked away the Super Bowl. They See, had I think, it I think, locked up. Well, it was but I done. Think, but I think New, Over. I think New England had something to say about the choking. I, I just I think I'm that not, they I'm had a role. Say they didn't play. They didn't try their hardest. They didn't. They didn't. But see, if you if you'd adopt my overtime rule, Atlanta would have had a chance to tie or win the game. No matter how you cut it, Golden State against Cleveland was a way bigger choke. Well, but I don't want to get caught up in debating you know Chokes. choke Chokes. jobs over the history of sports. There's some epic collapses. Um, Atlanta's I, I the just, biggest choke ever. I just no. get back to I, I get back to the simple reality. That's it, it would in baseball. It's like giving one team an at bat in extra innings. No, both teams get an at bat. In golf, both players hit the golf ball. In basketball, both teams touch the ball in overtime. It, it's it, it it is to me just patently wrong to settle overtime with the likelihood that a coin toss could decide it. You know, say what you will. Um, you know, yes, Atlanta had plenty of times to not lose the football game or to win it. Take your pick. But the bottom line is they played 60 minutes and it ended up tied. And I think that if you're going to continue to play, you do it just the same way you started the game with a coin toss that guarantees both teams will get the football. It just determines who gets it first. Um, I think that's the biggest takeaway I have from the Super Bowl. Other big stories in the news, uh, Justice Department is going to appeal the decision of the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals. You know, because of where the original you know, ruling came from, um, and the Ninth Circuit said, no, we're not going to, uh, we're not going to um, stay that decision made by a George W. Bush appointee. You know, there are people that are already saying, well, what do you expect? The guy was appointed by George W. Bush. George W. Bush hates Donald Trump. Ah, I'm, I'm not going to go that far. I'm just going to say that we have a, a judicial branch of our government that has gotten used to becoming activists. I know this much. If you read the Constitution, the president has the authority to do what he's done on immigration through the executive order. It is clearly within his rights. We'll see what happens. But we'll talk about that and more with someone that knows the Constitution better than all of us. Horace Cooper with Project 21 is next on The Morning Show with Preston Scott. You don't have to love him, just like him. On Facebook at Preston Scott Show. Eleven minutes past the hour of the news cycle, the gift that just keeps on giving. Man. If the next four years are like the first two weeks, whew, I am just going to be a, uh, I, I may not be a happy citizen, but I'm sure going to be a happy talk show host. It's called job security. Holy smokes. It's been nuts. Horace Cooper has been on this program several times over the years, as have many of his colleagues with Project 21. He is uh, co-chair of Project 21's National Advisory Board, legal commentator, um, my goodness, O'Reilly Factor, Dateline Washington. I mean, it just on and on the list goes. And uh, talk constitutional law at George Mason University. Was general counsel to U.S. House Majority Leader Dick Armey. And uh, probably more important than all of that, now my guest. How you doing, Horace? Uh, good morning. 
How are you doing? I'm what doing, a game last night. Yeah, it, it quite a game. Let me get just a 30-second opinion. Um, don't. What are your thoughts on the idea of the game being settled, in essence, by just one team getting the football in overtime? I've got two observations. One is, well, Atlanta apparently won the popular vote, and two... I haven't seen anyone blow a lead like that uh, <laughs> since the 2016 campaign. <laughs> yeah, that was something else, uh, no doubt about it. Um, let's let's talk about the guy who's now the commander in chief. Um, uh, Barack Obama's gone; he's left quite a wake of uh, of damage. Um, but you know, the 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 new president trying to correct some things or at least give us some breathing room. You are a constitutional law expert. Um, who's right, the judge that put the injunction in place or the president in executing his executive authority? Um, I don't know that this is that complicated. I don't know that this is that um, uh, significant a difficulty to ascertain. Um, This issue is really one that should remain not in the courtroom, but outside the uh, arena, um, in the branches of the, both the executive and the legislative. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. French. Um, title uh, Article 1 of the Constitution gives Congress the authority to make determinations with regard to immigration over a series of statutes uh, starting in the uh, late 1940s, going all the way up. Uh, to the uh, 1980s, Congress has increasingly uh, designated that the executive or the president of the United States should have authority, broad discretion, uh, to um, make determinations. And that is what occurred here. People forget uh, that the Department of Justice, um, the Homeland Security career uh, attorneys, uh, assisted in the drafting of uh, this uh, actual executive order. And um, the, this wasn't simply a case of the president and his inner office team coming up with a uh, roll of the dice and deciding uh, which jurisdictions uh, they were going to designate. Uh, they actually used uh, the jurisdictions uh, that the National Security Council team of former President Obama had identified mm-hmm. <clears throat> as those most likely uh, to have difficulty uh, with the vetting process and could potentially yield a risk to the American people. So, again, uh, this was already thought through, designated, and in fact, the uh, uh, Congress of the United States is the power broker in this case. Um, I find uh, from a constitutional law perspective, the claims being made by uh, Virginia, Washington State, and, and even Hawaii, very, very novel uh, from a federalist perspective. But at the end of the day, um, this is not a case uh, that's likely to generate uh, new um, precedent. Joining me on the program, Horace Cooper. Horace, stand by. We've got to take a break. When we come back, I'm going to get his opinion on the nominee to the Supreme Court of the United States, Neil Gorsuch, 
um, get the appraisal of Horace, as well as just an overview of the first two weeks. And has the media, in fact, gotten worse in the first two weeks of Trump's administration versus eight years of ignoring what Barack Obama did? That and more still to come on The Morning Show with Preston Scott. Oh, the fun doesn't stop here. Find more on his blog, WFLAFM.com, keyword Preston. Twenty-one minutes past the hour. I could go through a lengthy reset of his resume. How about if I just put it this way? Horace Cooper with Project Twenty One is smarter than us. <laughs> you like that? <laughs> Horace Cooper with Project Twenty One, my guest. Horace um, Neil Gorsuch. I I was shocked that uh, Donald Trump picked someone as uh, as well as conservative as Judge Gorsuch, but. He's going to be a political gamble for Democrats, isn't he? Well, absolutely, for uh, several reasons. One is uh, his talent, his academic background, um, his just amazing and remarkable brilliance uh, makes it impossible to claim that somehow he's unqualified. Uh, two, um, Harry Reid set up this protocol where for non-Supreme Court justices, um, including cabinet appointees and federal judges. All you need is a simple majority vote, creating the rationale that if the president of the United States makes a nomination, ultimately uh, it doesn't have to be, quote, a consensus nominee. It just simply has to be a nominee that gets a majority. Well, that's what the founders actually intended. But for hundreds of years, for uh, about 140 or so, we operated under the premise uh, that you were going to get sort of this consensus candidate, but Harry Reid changed all of that. And finally, uh, because this judge is ultimately going to be very popular with the American people, the calculation on the part of members of the Democratic Caucus in the United States Senate as to do they side with the radical crazies in the uh, uh, left-wing um, um, base of their party, or do they address the concerns that the American people have, particularly in their districts, uh, especially since they're likely to be up in the next 18 to 24 months for re-election and support him. This creates a lot of problems, I think. Uh, on the other hand, it uh, for someone like myself, who used to teach a class called the Modern Supreme Court Confirmation Process, it is really exciting to watch the per- uh, permutations of this process. Well, the calculus is so fascinating when you factor in the possibility that President Trump is going to perhaps be selecting another justice in his term. There's a possibility of a second justice. Many are saying Democrats need to just give this one away and hold on the next one. If they're going to fight, fight that one, not this one. Well, actually, uh, and I don't go around giving uh, the radical left uh, (laughs) a lot of advice, but actually, that would be pretty smart of them. Um, Here's the thing. At the very beginning of this president's term and this opening that has existed for over a year, the American people aren't going to be so concerned about the process. And if you have to eliminate uh, or engage in the nuclear option and and eliminate uh, the filibuster, it will get noticed by the mainstream press. 
but pretty much everyone else will go ho-hum. But let's say you wait a year. Let's say it's now, oh, I don't know, uh, May of 2018, and we're only a few months away from the elections in November, and suddenly Ruth Bader Ginsburg steps down. Now, instead of keeping a court relatively balanced the way that it already is, you could make dramatic changes by taking away one of the most liberal members of the court's vote. What do you do with a Senator John McCain, who just got reelected and so no longer is accountable uh, to the American people for at least another four years, when someone says to him, you know, you've been pretty critical of this president. Are you going to join your Republican members and support um, the ending of the uh, filibuster? And there are several other um, senators who might be similarly situated. You get a little bit further down the road, and suddenly you're going to see a lot more independence on the part of some Republicans, and it might be a lot harder to engage in the nuclear options. Now, I'm going to tell you this. I don't think they're going to take our advice. Um, I love your show. I think your listeners do, but I don't think that they are listening to this. (laughs) And so they're going to say, we've got to go crazy right now, and we're going to shoot our wad and waste it. And unfortunately for them, things won't work out well, but for the American people, I'm hopeful they will. In 15 seconds, as a professor, grade the first two weeks of President Donald Trump. Well, for disruption alone, he gets an A+. Um, For uh, policy, I'll give him a B+. Horace, good to visit with you. I know we'll be talking frequently over these next months. Thanks so much for the time. Thank you for having me on. Thank you. Horace Cooper with us. Each and every Monday, we will have a guest from Project 21 talking about the issues in the news from uh, their unique perspective. And unique being that these happen to be blacks that dare call themselves conservative. 27 minutes past the hour. And when you want or listen again, the Preston Scott Podcast is at WFLAFM.com. Thirty-five minutes past the hour. Morning show with Preston Scott. Good morning, everybody. Thanks very much for joining us this morning. Big story in the press box. Super Bowl is over. Football season over for the for the year. And uh, well, sort of, kind of. I mean, it's for the season. I should say it's over for the season. Um, a lot of email from folks agreeing with me that a coin toss settled the Super Bowl. Uh, disagreeing with uh, David, although I'm certain there are many people that agree with David. That um, well, 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 the email says that they disagree with me. Well, by virtue of agreeing with me, they disagree with you. So, yes. No, no, I agree that that shouldn't have come down to a coin toss and that the coin toss, you should, both sides should get to play it out. All right. We agree with that. But it should should never have come to that. Well, I get that. It was the largest choke in NFL history. Or the largest comeback. And as a hater of the New England Patriots, you can't bring yourself to even consider that, that they played a role in that. I think it's an equal the, part. Anytime Atlanta that a team took their foot off the gas, well, what does that mean? It it means they thought they had the game in the bag and they stopped. I don't playing. know. I, I I I think you would be I think you would be shocked 
at the uh, disagreement you would hear from the players on that subject. I'm sure they felt like they gave it their all. Ask an but Atlanta you said Falcons that you just fan. said they stopped playing. Ask an Atlanta Falcons fan. Did you, your team choke? You no. Yes. You just said they stopped playing. I don't. I don't agree with that. I think that in a in football is a sixty minute game and then some. Last night, and look, we you can debate on who won, who lost. Did someone win? Choke. Did someone lose? Choke. Uh, I don't. I don't necessarily agree with the choke. choke. Um, I will say that uh, that you just don't end a game with a coin toss. Um, it is that's the biggest flaw. And and look, this isn't a new thing for me. I've said this for years. The NFL has made a mistake by not adopting or or doing something similar to what college football does. Give both teams a chance to play the game. On another note, did you notice that when the Patriots came out? onto the field there was only one guy who wasn't wearing his helmet yeah tom brady wasn't wearing his helmet it was why it was like look at me is that what that was brady you're just a hater i i'm i'm 100 i'll i'll be honest about that okay Everybody on that team had their helmet on, and he well, was running I don't around think he was like in, a supermodel I, I don't because think, he, he didn't have his helmet on. I don't think he was anticipating getting clotheslined or getting a heavy hit at that point, so I Everybody think he was okay. Everybody wore and their the helmet. the game with the crying. What are you crying about, Tom? Anyway, uh, Giselle Bunchen was shown more than once, uh, so she was so that, the... Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Over was clearly the winner there. Uh, as as many of us thought, and if Atlanta hadn't choked, she would have been shown at all, except maybe once crying. Uh, you know, it, it's interesting because I would have thought you wouldn't want Atlanta to win because you know they're in your division, but they, which is why I wasn't going to watch the game at all. I ran into quite a few Falcon fans while I was out doing. Are you some both shopping noticing yesterday? the anger and bitterness in David's just whole tone and tenor in this segment? It's just your it's bitterness there. has dominated this segment. I'm you an angry that? man. I can tell. My gosh, eat some ice cream. I was happy. I was so happy at halftime. I was joyous. It felt like November eighth all over again. See, see how sports rules his life to the point that it makes him unhappier than he normally is. I mean, it's crazy. I'm going to try and talk about other things involving the Super Bowl here in a second. Um, president obviously is going to appeal this thing on immigration Uh, i just i can't help but wonder if the judge that made the original ruling you know george w bush appointee and the bushes hate this guy donald trump he should appeal the coin toss too here's the other thing the um going to the supreme court it's 4-4 man not having that other justice be interesting 40 minutes past the hour First to know, the morning show with Preston Scott on News Radio 100.7 WFLA. Couple of odds and ends here. Can I say one more thing? No. And then I'll let this go. 
All right. Uh, just so you know, hashtag not my Super Bowl. I, I'm 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 getting together a, a protest today. Starts in Cairo, and then we're going to move to to Thomasville, and then we're going to finally work our way up to Atlanta uh, because. I'm protesting. It's illegitimate, this Super Bowl win. Meanwhile, FSU basketball gets a big win over Clemson. That was a uh, uh, an epic beatdown of a decent team. Not a great team. Maybe not even a, a good team, but a, an okay team. They won a lot. They've won more than they've lost. They're, they were 13-6 and six or 7, I think. Clemson choked. They the should have won that game. Shut up. That's a joke, okay? Um, rest of the my little observations about the Super Bowl. Uh, Lady Gaga's halftime show was really good, and I was wrong. The pregame, the 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 jump from the roof happened earlier in the week. It uh, it was pre-recorded because of FAA regulations, uh, and and you know things restricting airspace over the Super Bowl event because. Those were programmed motorized. Those were drones creating all those colors in the sky. It was remarkable. That was a single computer programmer controlling 300 drones. And the program run by Intel can handle 10,000 drones. Think about the future of shows. The problem, though, is because they were airborne and the and safety precautions over airborne devices coming out of the sky... They recorded that part of the show, so she did jump <clears throat> from the roof, but then that was cut, and that was rolled, and so they probably had just a facsimile up there, someone standing up there for the crowd to see, but that person didn't actually, they put a puff of smoke or something up in the air, and so Lady Gaga jumped from a a, a different platform during the live show, I'm And guessing. that's what it looked like to me, but yeah. then... Uh, Joe Buck made reference to the fact that they had, or no, I believe it was somebody else on the on the panel, like, uh, you know, Bradshaw or somebody like that, said that they had opened. Kurt Menefee said that they had opened yeah. the roof yeah. for her to do that, and then they closed it again. But what you're saying is that was all pre-recorded. Yeah, well, that part, part was pre-recorded, but they still had to pull it off. They had to open the dome up for the live crowd that was there. Gotcha. So that now that again, I'm just I'm piecing together things here that I'm reading. Uh, the Snickers live ad from the Old West Village featuring Adam Driver was pretty clever. It was they did a live commercial. They did a they did a live commercial and they he called out the halftime score to prove it was live. Right, because he said well, it's twenty one three. Yeah, and then they and then they he proceeded to knock down the set and the whole ad was you know you need a Snickers sometimes to keep a t- catastrophe from happening was the gist of it that was pretty clever I thought the Kia Eco Warrior with uh, Melissa McCarthy was was funny I laughed at that um but maybe the ad of the night belongs to Hyundai after the Hyundai Live ad uh, after the game where they they shot it and and edited it together. Where they had they pulled three people out of uh, some base, and they had erected these real time three hundred and sixty kind of viewing areas, and their family was at the Super Bowl. 
and so they got to watch the Super Bowl with their family and talk and interact like they were there. They were sitting in there watching the game, and uh, and they ran this ad right after the game. It was spectacular. It was absolutely spectacular. That's an ad you got to see. And so uh, we'll post something on all this. When we come back, a confession from yours truly. It's 46 minutes past the hour. It's the morning show with Preston Scott. You're there quickly and safely. Traffic and weather on the 10s. It's the morning show with Preston Scott on News Radio 100.7 WFLA. Fifty-one minutes past the hour. Glenn Beck just moments away. I mentioned being downtown, waiting to go to a movie with my wife and meeting my uh, two sons, watching Star Wars Rogue One, Star Wars Story Rogue One again, but uh, in the big, big, big IMAX screen. It was spectacular. Uh, Better price, too, by the way, uh, to see movies there. But... We were waiting and watching protesters go by and looking at some of their signs. I, I just, it was so good that I was just sitting in my car and that I wasn't out because I would have been really, really pressed to say something. And I just bit my tongue. Um, my sons got out of their car. They'd seen the same thing and they were like, oh man, these people are so ill informed. So there was just uh, just an observation there. But then after the movie, we went and uh, my wife and I went and got a little bit of food. And where we went, normally I would get soup. Uh, it's just it's a great soup place. But there wasn't a soup on the menu that I particularly cared for. So I ordered something else. And unbeknownst to me, a um, part of the, the meal... Part of the the actual dish that I was eating had capers as part of it, and it wasn't disclosed. It wasn't disclosed on the menu. It wasn't disclosed in the description. It wasn't anywhere. I hate it when they do that. And because the lighting was such, I I really couldn't tell what it was. I, I thought there was a possibility these were little chunks of ground beef or sausage or something. And so I just knifed a few of these bad boys with my uh, with my fork, I put them on the tines, and and I put about you know six or eight of them in my mouth at once. And uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's quite humorous. <laughs> Capers are ridiculously awful. <laughs> They are, I immediately, my wife immediately after laughing at me, she laughed for a very long time because I'm doing that. I'm I'm like washing this stuff off my tongue. It was just terrible. She looked it up. They They are flower buds from a shrub that haven't bloomed and they're picked. And then they're put in a, a vinegar. Yeah, they're pickled. Pickled mixture. And then served, and I, I'm thinking to myself, why? Why they go well on fish? Oh, yeah, they make fish taste amazing compared to that. <laughs> anyway, I had my first bite of capers over the weekend, and now I know 
why to many people they are a sinister addition to any meal. They and I I literally I walked over to the manager and I I was laughing. I was really cool about it. I just said, "Hey, for those of us that that might tend to throw up at ever eating like something like that." He was horrified. I said, "Please just disclose that there are capers in this dish. You've got to." I said, "There that was awful." And he just smiled. He said, yeah, that's not on the description on the menu, is it? I said, no. And I said, you might want to tell your uh, the, the, the your order clerks there that, did you know the capers comes on this? We could take them off. Yes, that would be a good thing. Time for the morning show, 180. A look back at the radio program in 180 seconds or less. Talked about the Super Bowl. From one end to the other, commercials, the game itself, I maintain that that no professional sporting event should have the outcome determined in part by a coin toss, by luck. I, I, the luck of the game, no problem. A bounce going your way, it's part of every sport that there is. But there is no way that both teams should not have... Uh, have a, a a touch of the football no way there's not another sport that does it that way not basketball not hockey not not baseball not golf not tennis everybody has a chance except in the nfl that needs to change some good commercials some bad commercials some ridiculously political commercials that make no sense i'm trying i'm gonna find out i'm gonna reach out to 84 lumber try to figure out what they were thinking doing an ad supporting illegal immigration that doesn't make sense to me tomorrow we'll tackle all the things i didn't get to today and then some high tech tuesday in the meantime have a great day thanks for listening to the broadcast with lucky land slots you can get lucky just about anywhere this is your captain speaking Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky no, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.